0: Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in shadows. This is Isaac.
1: And this is Megan.
0: And finally getting back to the spooky.
1: Yes, I'm actually really kind of like excited about this one. Yeah. Um, so on this episode, we are talking about lores and legends and like encounter stories that come out of the Appalachian Mountains.
0: By the way. Apa- Appalachia is a technically the correct way to say it if you're from there. Yeah. And now I've heard it so much, I can't say the other way that other people have pronounced it. Yeah. What is it?
1: Appalachian? Appalachian?
0: Appalachian. Appalachian. Appalachian.
1: Appalachian.
0: Is what everyone else is from. But you from Appalachia. You say Appalachia. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And just a disclaimer before we go into this. So we're basically talking about the lures and legends because I've on tiktok a lot of the encounter stories have kind of like surfaced and there's been a lot of talk about like holy crap there's some crazy stuff and we're not i know there was a mention of like feral people and we're just gonna kind of like touch on that because i feel like there's probably places in other parts of america with feral people and while you know that stuff is kind of crazy i don't know i don't think like all people in that area are like that but i feel like There's a lot of creatures and a lot of weird shit other than that going on. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of excited because some of these stories are really, and it kind of goes with the theory too, that like, you know, mountains, caves, like forests, national parks, like that kind of stuff where crazy stuff is happening. So kind of excited to get into it.
0: Yeah, and then I guess I'm going to like I just talked a little bit before, I don't remember what episode before I did kind of a semi theory of why I think it's going on, but after hearing all these stories, I think I got a, a stronger one. Yeah. Especially after doing the inner earth one. <clears throat> um supposedly there is a cave systems in the Appalachian area that go to the center of the Earth. Yeah. And if you remember from last episode, which if you guys haven't listened to go listen to. Um we talked about whether, you know Agartha or any other inner earth cities um are friendly or or they're sinister. Mm-hmm. And maybe Agartha is the only one that is actually is civilized. Yeah. And everything else is just, you know, chaos. Yes. So
1: So before we get in, I kinda wanted to talk a little bit about like the Appalachian Mountains in general. Like kind of like just a background. So for those of you that don't know So basically it's um a mountain Area range, range yeah, passing through fourteen states, and those states include Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. And apparently, there is an extension called the International Appalachian Trail, continuing northeast, crossing Maine, cutting through Canada to Newfoundland, and with sections continuing into Greenland. Through Europe and into Morocco, so it's a big chunk of land.
0: Yes, with so the majority concentration of where you hear the crazy so shit is like West Virginia, North Carolina.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah. in that chunk. Um, so and some South Carolina. Yeah, and they're also, which I thought was crazy. It's like one of the oldest um, mountain ranges, and then um. It's one of the oldest, and it is one of the longest in America, and apparently there's a lot of, like, it's rich with minerals throughout the, you know, the span of all those states. And I thought this was kind of interesting. The climate, like, in the Appalachian Mountains, a little bit is humid. I didn't think it would be humid. That's what some people have said, like, the climate there is humid.
0: Well, if you ever spend time in North Carolina, especially where we live, yeah. you deal with ninety percent, if not higher, humidity all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. I mean, of course, it's in the mountains, so it's going to be cooler, you know, overall. But, but, um, but yeah. So they said basically millions of people hike the trails every year, um, and there's several haunted places along this trail too. So. Well,
0: that was a very lovely story.
1: Oh, my gosh. Get out of here. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's just a little background, just in case people needed to know. And, like, because we're based out of North Carolina. We are on the East Coast. So we're, like, the beaches and stuff like that. We're on that side of things. But it's kind of, cre- like, I don't know how I feel because I've been, and you know this, I've been wanting to go to that part um of North Carolina for, like, years. Like, I keep talking about, oh, I want to, like rent a cabin and stay in the mountains i don't know no i don't i don't i don't i don't know and i think you guys have even heard me on the podcast mention how i want to go and like stay in a cabin and you know be amongst nature and camp in the woods i don't know about that
0: yeah nature can stay over there i'll, I'll, I'll have my video <laughs> games over here oh my gosh <laughs> all right um i think i'll go first with mine okay because it's close to us. Oh jeez. Um now the cases of what's been happening is still happening, right? Mm-hmm. The news reports um support and um so when I say what has been happening is truthful, no the story itself who knows. All right? Supposedly in the early 90s, I'll say a little bit after I was born since I was born in 87. Mm-hmm. Right? Just information of how old I am. <laughs> anyway, um so this group of Navy SEALs, right, Uh head to uh, – or actually were informed and briefed um by a CIA, FBI. They never gave who which division of government said, hey, I need you guys to go out here and take this shit out, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, what the hell are you talking about? They're like laughing. Like, what do you mean? They're like creatures or something people did? but supposedly these creatures in the areas of western North Carolina, in the forest ranges of Appalachia, Right? Yeah. Uh, where kidnapping and killing people was part of a small town. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, they, that's why they were sent there because they didn't know if it was people hunting people or there was some kind of animal that needed taken care of. Whatever the reason was, apparently Navy SEALs were used. Now, if you know your history of Navy SEALs, they're always received they the toughest of the tough to send to the most dangerous missions possible. Yeah. Right? They were sent to kill Osama bin Laden. Um, they were done to kill the majority of like any missions that you have ever heard of that are like super secretive and stuff. So, so basically if you know anything about Navy SEALs, they're veering the military, you know how well-trained they are anyway. So they're getting debriefed by um, their Lieutenant or something like that about what they're, they're coming after. Right. And their supposed reports are about these wild, uh, these uh, crazy uh, Bigfoot style creatures or something that they keep, mm-hmm. people keep witnessing and stuff like that. Right. And, how is being described to the team during the briefing, um, one of the Navy SEALs, who is of Native descent, Native American descent, um, is the only one that seems to be worried. Um, and he basically goes, uh, turns to his friends that this is not good at all. And he goes, what do you mean? It's like my grandfather told me stories about these things. Uh, they're called wild men. Mm. And they basically told us at night to not go out in the woods. Uh, my grandfather said he, they went on hunts and they would encounter them and you never came back if you tried to like fight them.
1: Oh no. So,
0: <laughs> they end up flying in, right? And they get their court mm-hmm. toward towards the afternoon, right? Let's say it's four o'clock in the afternoon, five o'clock in the afternoon. still daylight out. And they make their way to the town. It's a very small town. The sheriff of that town goes, Well, I haven't been this glad to see the cavalry since Vietnam, right? Or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and they head their way into the woods. And they track the hike their way in into the areas where they find um supposedly these people have gone missing, campers and stuff like that. Um so night ten comes and they use using night vision goggles and stuff like that. And they end up encountering one. And they all they basically their radio to to uh Lieutenant, Lieutenant, I, I see one and the lieutenant tells him, If you got the shot, take it and you know, a fire of a gun uh, uh, break, breaks the silence of the night and hits this thing stra- uh, straight in the chest, right? But all it does is it makes it roar. pisses it off. So he got hit by a bullet from a gun for every a hundred yards away, by a sniper rifle, by a Navy SEAL. And it did nothing. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this thing, they, then basically, uh, they noticed that there were seven of them then coming at him at once. And they started firing and then actually one of them guys... The Navy SEALs got dragged up, up a tree. Like something came down, snatched it, and ran up the tree with it.
1: Get the freak out. Right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they started shooting, and that was the first night. And they said after three nights, they finally killed all of them, with only losing one man. Right? Even though they got a radio from the high command or whoever, basically telling them to keep one of them alive. And he says, There's no way we're going to do this. These these things beyond dangerous. No way are we are going to capture one of these things. So they ended up killing them all. Uh, they end up getting out, of course the bodies, and the way they covered up what happened to the Navy SEAL was that he died in a training operation. Until this day, right? Till this day. At least two thousand six I think. I can't remember what the exact year they stopped it. But till this day or till two thousand six, uh there have been training accidents happening in the training areas for Navy SEALs and Marines in that area of Western North Carolina. Jeez. So that means they've been fighting these things, these bigfoot creatures or wild men, as Native called, Native American guy called it, mm-hmm. since that, to the late nineties, early nineties.
1: Well, yeah, I had watched a video on TikTok and, um, from this girl that, uh, she lived, she's like, her family has lived in the Appalachian Mountains for a long time, like back generations, and then she still lives there. And one of the things that she said, I think she even has a podcast now because her one video, um, where she was talking about all this, kind of like blew up, and she actually started a podcast from it. I think I don't know if she had a podcast before, but um, but she talks about like creatures in the woods and creatures and stuff like that. Uh, and,
0: did you draw a tree with a ghosting hide behind it?
1: Um. That's just something that came to me, so... <laughs>
0: I just looked down at the paper, like,
1: what the hell did you just draw? Uh, it's just, creepy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I have... Sometimes I have to, like, draw, like, doodle what I see, or it starts messing with my eyes. It's weird. I don't know. Um,
0: Take a picture and post it on Instagram.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Anyway, okay. Continue. Okay. Saying.
1: Um. So, yeah, one of the things she says, and this is what creeps creep like one of the things she said that creeped me out um i'll see if i can find the video i think i may have posted the video already when i said when we announced like we were gonna do this but she said you know don't go out at night like her family always warned her like the native american guy said like yeah. not to go out at night you know if you see something staring at you and it's like nighttime, don't pay attention to it just keep walking keep going you don't see it don't pay attention to it um but she said, I can't remember exactly, but it was something about the trees. If you see them in the trees, don't pay attention. Like, no. don't pay attention to them. And I was like, what the hell is hanging out in the trees? Like, that's creepy. But, um, and that's the crazy thing about the Appalachian, like mountains in general. There's Bigfoot sightings. There's alien stuff. There's, uh, like weird humanoid creatures. There's weird cryptids, like big, even big cats and then on top of that you have like strange wildlife apparently the Appalachian Mountains like house a lot of weird wildlife I was reading that too like when I was learning kind of like the geography about it too and um it said that you know like they have weird like wildlife that you wouldn't really see anywhere else it's kind of unique to the Appalachian Mountains but I have a story Okay, so when I was researching, I found 14 creepy stories from the Appalachian Trail. Um, and this was from um, a website called Ranker.com. But anyways, this is called This Isn't the Appalachian Trail. So children usually make everything creepier, and that's what makes this man's tale even more frightening. By his account, he was backpacking along the Appalachian Trail with a few people when something bizarre happened. He and his group awoke one morning to find their campsite surrounded by a thick mist. As they were packing up, they started to hear children's laughter coming from all around them. Once they were about done packing up, a group of children led by one parent walked out of the mist and started to walk past the group. The kids asked the backpackers where they were going, and someone responded that they were hiking the Appalachian Trail. The kids started to laugh, and one of them said, This isn't the Appalachian Trail. And kept walking. Throughout the day, the campers could hear the children giggling all around them. Dun dun dun. Like, nothing bad happened with that story, but creepy encounter. I mean, I'm guessing too, there. Okay. So, here's my. Here's a little bit of a theory. Okay. I kind of. Aside from that, this kind of goes to a lot of people say that that area is heavily populated with Wendigo, right? Which, if you're not familiar with Wendigo, they are... Do you have an episode on that? Yes, we right. did have an episode where we talked about that.
0: Flashbacks. Go back and listen to those. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's intense. It's so disorganized.
1: I know. Hey, <laughs> cut that out too. What time is that? Okay, so for people that don't know what a Wendigo is, it's a man-eating monster from the Al- I s- ugh, now that I'm going to say it, I don't- can't say it. Algonquin folklore, which is kind of like there are tribes, Algonquin. The East Coast Native tribes, yes, they
0: all spoke the Algonquin language.
1: Yeah, then it's basically a lumping of different tribes that spoke that language. Yeah, um, basically, Wendigos have a passing resemblance to humans. Um, but this is the thing that kind of goes in with this theory that I have. So they say it's either, um, it could be an ex-human monster that has been corrupted by something foul. Um, and one thing that they, uh, uh, like a theory about the Wendigo is that, um, there are some speculations that a person like turns into a Wendigo. Because they eat, they're cannibal, essentially. Like, can- because of cannibalism, they turn into a wendigo. Right? There's that kind of, like, theory about wendigos. So.
0: If you ever played the video game Until Dawn, you kind of saw them firsthand.
1: So here, but here's the thing. Okay. So I know we said we weren't really going to touch on the feral people, mm. which feral people is basically just people, like, that are away from civilization, you know, like, a bit doesn't make them
0: pharaoh, makes them live off the land.
1: Yeah, but that's essentially the thing. Definition.
0: No pharaohs like <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> But okay. So a lot of people take like people that live off the grid or in the mountains like to be that way. They were that's what they were referring to them in the TikTok videos, is Pharaoh people. And that's what a lot of people were trying to make a distinction behind, you know, the people that live off the grid versus like inbred cannibalism type things
0: well that was the thing is that there's supposedly um who knows where amongst the many things in that, in mm-hmm. the damn mountain range uh, a group of cannibalistic uh uh, uh forest people woodsmen mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. that live in the, in the appalachian trails and they hunt people yeah yeah
1: but this is the thing that i'm wondering okay so if you take that theory with the wendigo mm-hmm. right that it's essentially people that have done cannibalism and they've turned into this creature thing, which is a one to go. Right? And there's quote unquote feral people there that supposedly do cannibalism. Wouldn't that make sense? And... I mean that's that's very far fetched, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, you get but, what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. But funny enough, I actually have a story. Ooh. From about a Wendigo. Oh no. Esque you would say.
1: And it's kind of funny too because people that have like done their encounter stories that are from Appalachia, right? They don't like talking about Wendigos, So that ooh. Yeah.
0: Um This is basically uh one of the stories I found, but basically a uh what we call it? Not a game game warden. Um what's he call it? Dang, I forgot a name dang name, but we call it uh uh Wildlife officer? Um,
1: Park ranger?
0: No. The guy that handles it with, like, it, a, a dog catcher is basically the, the lowest layman term of it. You know what I'm talking
1: mm-hmm. about?
0: Yeah. Take from the dang, dang of it.
1: Wildlife ranger? No.
0: Animal control officer. That's what uh, okay, informed. gotcha. Yeah, animal control officer. Anyway, the um, story about him. Uh, and where he was, animal control officer, was in a r- uh, rural area of West Virginia, around the Appalachian area. Yeah. Right? So rural, and apparently that there, it they really had uh no doctor's office for the amount of like hundred people that lived in this town. Granted, he didn't handle just that small little town. He handled towns in the area, mm-hmm. but a lot of little towns like that. So really, they only needed him because when he really dealt with much stuff, and most people really, you know, anything wild animal wise, they shot themselves. So he was. That's a only brought in for anything else. But there was a doctor who would um give him tips about like wild dogs that he had to capture, and get rid of and stuff like that. So he trusted her word when she, she called him. And what he knew about this doctor is that she was the only one in the area and she did house calls. Mm. And apparently he got called to this one place and she told him he was off the beaten path. Right. It's. It's, it's, you, it's, and I, you, I didn't, I didn't know what a beaten path was until I saw it, and then I realized, oh, I always just called it a trail. Apparently, yeah. it's an area where it's not been paved, mm-hmm. but people walk down it enough that they've basically beaten down the path.
1: Yeah. Duh. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> um, And the house that she went to, she said she went for a woman who was sick and stuff like that, but apparently they had dogs that, of course, weren't tagged or didn't have a collar or anything like that, she didn't the wild or anything. So she tipped off the, uh, our animal control officer guy. And she she said before she uh before she could get I guess into a patient or whatever like that, she heard like um a sound of a mountain lion mm. in one of the bedrooms. And she thought, what the hell is in there, right? And second she became aware of what was going on in that bedroom, the family shooed her away. Right? Family had kids, you know, so whatever. But she was there to see, see the patient whatever. And they basically, be like, right, get out of here, get out of here. So he goes there and thinking they might have captured a mountain lion in, in a room as a pet or something. You know, who the hell is what these people do out there in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. He took uh, a tranquilizer gun and, of course, his uh, a regular rifle, right? A thirty odd 6 or something like that. Something mm-hmm. like a bolt-action rifle. Um, or no, a lever-action rifle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who knows what year this was. But um, he goes out there in his truck, he drives, it's like out of the middle of nowhere, he has to walk the rest of the way, and notice as he's walking on his beaten path towards the house, the woods are quiet, mm-hmm. extremely quiet, and he's like, "This what the hell's going on? It's like freaking him out, and as he gets closer to the area, he's like, uh, and he starts hearing children playing, like, okay, finally, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, finding, I'm finding the house, and he gets there to the house, and doesn't see any kids, doesn't see nothing. And it's quiet again. He goes, what the hell? And the house looks dilapidated, like it's falling apart. It doesn't make any sense to him. It's like, this, this gotta be the right place. It's the address she gave me. So he goes up and he's like, maybe just the house is not taken care of. Uh, oh op- op- goes to the door and opens it up and the house is empty. Like, the, I mean, it's, like it's stuff in there, but it's like everything's like falling apart. It's, like, it's, like, no one's cleaned anything in like years. And he's like, weird. This is what the heck's going on. And he finally hears, um, like a kid, like crying or something in one of the rooms, and he goes in there. And he opens the door, and, uh, he doesn't see anything or see anybody, but he sees, like, a man hunched in the corner. And he goes, Sir, are you okay? And the thing turns around, and it has long gray limbs and long legs, and the fucking, like, uh, its eyes are sunken, and it's, like, its sharp teeth, and I go, That! Ah! Oh, like, it's a creature or something. And, freaked out, before it lunges at him, he fires twice in its chest, and it falls to the ground. And he hauls ass out of there, right? And he says he was running out of the house. He turned around to make sure they was chasing him, and he saw an old man standing on the porch with two bullet holes in his chest. Right? Mm-hmm. And he got his truck and drove off. And he called the doctor back, mm-hmm. saying, what the hell would you see around that? And an old woman answered it. The phone said, oh, there's no doctor here.
1: What? There hasn't
0: been one in years. Right, I've had this number for 20 years. And he swore that that encounter was with a Wendigo. And he moved out of that area.
1: Yeah, I'd move out too. <laughs>
0: Which, a bigger question is, like, was that ever a doctor? Or was that this Wendigo was trying to lure him in?
1: That, because they lure, right? Yeah. They get you. Is that the one... That like, they can, they'll be outside and they can call you to come out, mm-hmm. like mimic.
0: Yeah. Um, there's a, someone shared a video one time. I think it was on TikTok. Um, of a, of a guy saying, yeah, if you hear someone calling your name mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere, don't respond to it and don't go towards it. All right. And uh, I don't know where I saw this video, but apparently it was, uh, some guy actually videotaped his encounter with a wendigo. Oh, like, videotaped it. Dang. And what it looked like was weird. It, it is a silhouette of a man. It's like it's dusk. The sun's setting, so you can still kind of see him off in the distance. And he's on the middle of nowhere. He's basically a hunter. And he sees this person yelling for help. Help me! Help me! Right? Mm. And he sees it, like It looks like a guy walking. A silhouette. But the weird fucking part is he's walking like he's never walked on legs before. Or mm. two legs, and his arms are on his side. He's not waving his arms. He's not trying to like that. He's just walking like, like he's on stilts almost. Because like mm. you see, you don't see his legs area. You just see the shadow silhouette of the torso up. But the way the body is like shaking and moving as he's taking each step looks like he like is walking on really tall legs.
1: Mm.
0: And it's like its head. You see like even hair on the head, like it's a person. Is yelling, help me! Right? That is weird. Which, you know, he fucking got out of there. <laughs> mm. But, um, yeah, the Wendigo is nothing to mess around with. Anyway. Creepy. Yeah. Told you to get back to the spooks. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
1: Okay, so I have another story, and it's not like creature related, it's even like just going out there and camping and running into just weird people as well.
0: I mean, there's more to Appalachian than just, you know, creatures and shit. Yeah. There's.
1: Okay. So this story is still coming from the 14 creepy stories from the Appalachian Trail. And this story is called Taken by Mysterious Men. In 1988, a man was hiking along the trail when he underwent an awful experience, perhaps more frightening than a ghostly encounter. He was hiking on the trail when he noticed a bright light coming from the forest next to him. Not wanting to bother anyone, he didn't investigate, but set up camp somewhere close by. He awoke in the middle of the night to find a man standing over his hammock. Startled, the man quickly fled and yelled to unseen people that the hiker was awake. The hiker was terrified and quickly packed up to put as much distance between them as possible. A few days later, of nonstop hiking finally allowed the hiker to relax a little bit. But that night, he was sleeping in his hammock when suddenly he was cut down, wrapped up in the hammock, and dragged away. He was beaten (laughs) mercis... You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, basically. While the people shouted at one another as they were preparing something. Luckily the hiker was able to cut through the hammock and escape. Even though he made it back to civilization, police inquiries into finding the people who kidnapped him came back with nothing.
0: Yeah, so those uh, those cannibalistic rednecks in the woods are about to eat them.
1: It doesn't necessarily have to be that. It could be... Oh, gosh. It could be darker stuff out there, too. You don't know about satanist cults or um because that's the thing is like there is i think that's what people they try and politic like they try and politically correct that there isn't people with very evil intent into witchcraft and into like devil worshiping and stuff like that they kind of paint it as um like, they're just trying to connect with the earth. They're just trying to, you know, like, um, connect with deities and goddesses and stuff like that. They're wicked They're pagans. They're not anything bad. But there is an evil side out, out out there. And I think that's one thing that people try and do a blind eye to because they just think everything is in witchcraft is nature and it's good vibes and it's whatever. People don't have evil intent. It's just painted that way. That's not always the case.
0: No, not always. And as there is light, there is darkness. yeah.
1: Yeah. And there is such things as human sacrifices, like to stuff. Yeah. So I think, could that be taking place there? Why not go in the middle of nature, in a sense, to conjure up those things? Speaking of which. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, my next point, things I learned. And I didn't think about this. Because I was actually looking for creature stuff, but I stumbled across, I stumbled across the apparently magic of the Appalachian area.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And on that subject of witchcraft and stuff like that, apparently there was uh, practices of, of, of witchcraft or magic, as they say, mm-hmm. like backwater woods magic, essentially, mm-hmm. that is a combination of African slaves, voodoo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Celtic. Uh, Native American, whatever mm-hmm. their their lores are as well. Um, Irish and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. basically a lot of uh, a melting pot of a lot of different things from different mm-hmm. areas because majority of like civilization and people who migrated here colonized the area and mm-hmm. moved their way to well, as far west as they could go, which is the Appalachian area. And of course they had slaves and they t- mm-hmm. took things from them and of course the natives there. And they took things from them, and they combined a lot of things together. That's we got a lot of weird. um I call it Appalachian magic, essentially, mm-hmm. and different spells and, and 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 remedies for weird stuff. Like apparently, if you wrap a foil, so wrap foil around a horseshoe and hang it above your head, it'll keep ghosts away.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I mean. Not here, like, head
0: above the uh, above the door.
1: And that's what I mean. I think with people doing magic and spells and stuff, there is a lighter side to all of that. But I think people are so, they don't want to, like, offend anybody by saying, like, I don't agree that all witchcraft is bad, but I don't agree that all witchcraft is good either. There's people, like, we're human. There are people that have bad intent. I've seen it in front of my face before. And, too, I mean, there's also, like, there might be Satanists that, like, just worship whatever, don't really do the whole sacrifice thing, and just... You know, kind of keep to themselves, do whatever. But then there's also people that do blood sacrifices. Like, there's legit people in America today doing that. Yeah. So, I think that's another thing that, you know, North Carolina itself has a huge, like, witch coven population. So.
0: What does it do with Appalachia?
1: Because it, it takes place. There's a big. Yeah, it's far following. west, though. There's a big following over there, too. Yeah. Like, huge. Like, I'm talking, like, it's astonishing. Which, I mean, like I said, because I know there's people that do witchcraft that listen to us. And it's on the lighter side. And that's fine. So.
0: <laughs> um, I hope you're not bringing any more pain down. on Not pain down, Any more trouble than we need. But then again, most stuff I take off the plane like that. But that's just my ability.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm not coming, like, if there's anybody that listens to us that does witchcraft, I'm not coming after you.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be fans of ours.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not coming after you about the witchcraft or anything like that. So I don't want you to feel offended. I'm just saying, like, there's light witchcraft that are, you know, has nature involved and good intentions and, you know, just like healing stuff and whatever. On the opposite side, too, because there's a good and a bad side to literally everything. Um, there's a bad side too, and that's what I think kind of happened with that guy. Is he got in the middle of something that? What?
0: Where was your dad's encounter? Remember that story? West Virginia.
1: No, Virginia.
0: It was Virginia, Maryland? No, Virginia. I don't
1: know if it was in the Appalachian Mountains, but it was in Virginia. Yeah, uh, some connection there. And if
0: you guys want to know mm-hmm. what the hell I'm talking about, uh, a bonus episode I did with, uh, Megan's dad. We told a story about hit counter he had back in his mm-hmm. teens. Yeah. Uh, in the woods. And it kind of, yeah. A lot of crazy shit.
1: Yeah. He didn't even know, he doesn't even still to this day, doesn't know what to classify, what he saw as. It's pretty intense. Yeah. So I would go listen. I think it's like, uh, around the October area. So it was like probably in episode 20s, episode 30, like that kind of, that far back yeah but yeah but yeah so I'm not going after anybody. I don't want you guys to think that because I have no room to go after anybody for witchcraft, but what I'm saying is there's also bad stuff, so like I'm not surprised if that is what that guy encountered.
0: Back to what I was saying, yes, <laughs> so that being that said, uh, different things were combined with different people and as what the natives areas of Appalachian area uh believed in and mm-hmm. they had different ideas of what they could do for remedies and stuff like that almost reminds me of like mexican folklore with you know um <laughs> it's not saying mexican witchcraft but yeah my grandmother did it did it to me and if any other hispanics or even mexicans know what i'm talking about when i go santa santa Rita Rana. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: the rubbing of the egg on the forehead and you you put it underneath the bed you crack it in the morning if it's black and you basically get the sickness out yeah. of it
1: and that's what i mean is like yeah that's a, the, the brighter the lighter side of witchcraft
0: which, that that's a remedy. I mean, who knows where it came from? I don't know. Someone probably does know, but I don't know. Uh, and, and Mexican uh, in, in the Mexican folklore, but like uh, uh, part of the people, the part of the heritage. And I think it goes with, with saying with some of the people of Appalachia when it comes to their magic and their kind of beliefs and things like that with combinations of different areas. Supposedly, the natives believed or at least they knew about, uh, we call it little people, as mm-hmm. they called them, miniature people miniature people. They describe these people as like, that at tall as six, six inches tall.
1: Like gnomes?
0: Like gnomes, like fairies and stuff that like that. That wouldn't surprise me either if they have that over there. Right. And the natives are the ones that told the um, people coming in, yeah, watch out for them.
1: What?
0: Yeah. And then apparently there was also dogmen. men.
1: Mm. It's not
0: necessarily a werewolf, but it's a man who can switch from a dog to a man.
1: What? Yeah. Sure, sure, essentially. essentially. Weird.
0: Which, that's a new terminology of a dogman, but um, we call it a uh, skinwalker. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Now, a little early, but I guess.
1: Your theories. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's my theories. Uh, which I thought about this a lot and I tried to figure this out. Now, combining with different things we know, mm. there is different mountain ranges and different cave systems. Which, funny enough, I didn't find anything about caves.
1: Yeah.
0: I thought I was looking for stuff on caves, but I didn't find anything on caves. Yeah. I wasn't made it look hard enough. I don't know. But there's different cave systems supposedly reported. Natives and other ones that have explored that area found cave systems. These cave systems could have dwellings to, like I said, inner earth areas or pockets as places that have things that are sinister. Or even portals have access to other dimensions. Mm-hmm. Hence why this place is almost infested. A small range. The Colorado uh, Rocky Mountains are more than this. And you hardly hear anything coming out of Colorado Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Right? Right?
1: Mm, I think I've heard a couple things come out of there. But other like,
0: like Sasquatch stuff. But I can't really think of anything else. Yeah. Um, not like Appalachia. Feels almost like there's immense amount of portals. Allowing things from other dimensions or other realities to come in and out. Yeah. That's why you get natives talking about fairy folk. That's why you got, you know, people encountering, you know, wild men or Bigfoot, essentially. Yeah. Or different creatures, wendigos. It's, it's almost like it's, it's infested with like the, the darkest things you can think of.
1: Well, I think. Because when I was reading about like the geography there, they said that like it's very mineral, like there's a lot of minerals in the makeup of the mountains.
0: That could be conduits.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And there's also probably, like I could tell you right now, in the Appalachian mountains, there's tons of waterfalls, there's tons of like creeks, there's tons of rivers. So what is water? It's also conduit. a conduit. So. Well, it was a
0: conduit for the paranormal, but I don't know much about creatures.
1: I mean, it's the basis of, it's one of the elements. Yeah. So, makes sense. You need water to survive, even creatures probably.
0: But well, my original theory was that maybe everything got pushed there because everyone migrating in. And pushing mm-hmm. everything nat- native-wise out of the area. Yeah. And making them concentrate in this area. And this area is hard to, what's the word? Um, say, uh, I'm not saying colonize, what's the word I'm looking for? Aggregate? Aggregate? I think, mm-hmm. you know, put, cut down trees and, and and put up houses and stuff like that. It's hard to, because of how the land and the rock is, a lot of minerals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Soil is good for planting, but there's, a, you have to take a lot of rocks out of the earth to do so. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I that's why I, I've never seen that, you know, why isn't Appalachian Mountain Range basically just, you know, mowed over and basically just, you know, filled with a bunch of other, you know, buildings and shit like that. Why are we taking it over in a sense?
1: Because they're mountains. Well,
0: we built stuff in mountains before. Yeah. But the more rural and harder to travel that area is, the less the effort is for us to take. That's why majority of where humans live is flat.
1: Well, I think a lot of that, too, is tourism. Like, they have a lot of tourism in that area. Specifically, the fact that it's, like, foresty and mountainous and beautiful views and stuff like that. I mean, I think certain areas are are whatchamacallit um, you know populizing more and like growing as a city but I think they will never like fully develop all that land just because um and you don't know I don't know how much is the actual Cherokee reservation that's over there too
0: yeah Apache um, no Apache's not here in Appalachian area
1: Mm-mm. Cherokee we have the largest band of Cherokee I think on the east coast I'm not sure exactly how they said it, but, um, but yeah, there's a pretty big Indian or Native American reservation.
0: Yes. Um, that was my original theory that maybe getting concentrated to the area, but after doing the amount of research that I've done and all these stories that I listened to and stuff like that, I don't say that's entirely the case because we didn't push everything so far west that it kept moving that way. Mm-hmm. It stayed that way. Well,
1: you know the story with the Cherokee that's here versus the Cherokee that's in Oklahoma.
0: So far distance from each other?
1: Because the Trail of Tears was from the Cherokee. That's well, when they were pushing well, were them. A little more
0: tribes than just the Cherokee. oh yeah. Well, yeah, but
1: they were pushing them out. Yeah. The ones that are in the Appalachian Mountains right now are the ones that said basically, F you, I'm not going anywhere. And they hid out in the mountains.
0: And then all the, um, people who immigrated over here,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, for different areas of Europe and stuff like that, like the woodland areas, and they kind of stayed in there. And they learned yeah. things from the natives that were here as well. Um, and that's why we got a mixture of different, like I said, the magic stuff and all that, different ideas and things that were passed down. They got mixed with other stuff. But yeah, so the theory I guess I'm sticking with now is that there has to be portals or something. To have allowed access for all these different creatures basically to be here at one time. Hmm. And it, apparently it's too dangerous to send any amount of, like, scientists or anything to go there and inspect. Dang. Uh, and the government knows it. And the government knows for the fact that they don't allow, say, people to go to certain areas, possibly. Or they, they go at your own risk. And then unless you don't send people in to go find you, when you go hiking, you go missing. Hmm. Back to what your 401 case thing was. Yeah. Is because there's no point. And there's no point from a logical reason too. If you get lost in the woods, the chances of finding you are slim to none. Unless you have a GPS or something like that, because either by the time they find your remains, it's going to be eaten apart by animals. Mm -hmm. You feel, if you, if you're lost in the woods, you only have a certain amount of time before you die, unless you know how to survive. And majority of people who are hiking, minimal survival experience. Yeah. Everyone that actually do survive, they actually have no, okay, to follow the stars, do this, how to start a fire without any tools, you know, those kind of people. Yeah, they're going to survive. But people who just like, oh, I'm going to eat a cliff bar before I go, you know, they're going to be dead. <laughs>
1: Would you ever go glamping? Yes. Because there's, because there's, there's people obviously that go to the Appalachian Mountains and are perfectly fine. Like they don't. But, and now I'm worrisome because I've had a draw to the Appalachian Mountains for a long time. Like, I've always wanted to go. I felt like almost like I remember told I told Isaac a couple of years ago. I was like, I have such a draw. I don't know if it's like that, the nature or whatever. But I have such a draw to want to go there. And every time we kind of set plans to go there, something derails it. So I'm like, I don't know if I should go there. <laughs> now, reading all these stories and stuff.
0: Well, I'll say that stories you were a bad ad, or at least uh, we call it um, ruin something for you. But uh, when a lot of people are continually saying the same thing, mm-hmm. you kind of want to take them seriously. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that we have heard different stories of people through TikTok, which I, mean, I know we keep saying that, but it, that's the only real source of
1: communicative
0: information out there right now. People talked about YouTube, but... Yeah, you you can't skip through videos that fast and and stuff like that, and you have to go to channels. It's it's more difficult than I think. TikTok
1: TikTok gets to the point real quick,
0: real quick. And And, if you don't like it within a minute, you flip to the next one. Yeah,
1: and I've learned a lot, and I think you know TikTok has kind of evolved different than what it started out to be. Because I think when it did start out, it was a lot of like dance videos, dance videos, and like you know, like stupid stuff like that. But I think TikTok now is really serving for like commu- different communities and then on it's top It's basically
0: of that. the internet in a minute. Mhm. <laughs>
1: and it, like cuz I've I've learned a lot about like spiritual awakening stuff and like understanding what's happening to me and it's also hey,
0: huh. It's not advertising for TikTok. Well, I'm just I'm, making a point. I know. <laughs>
1: but no, it's a lot. I've even learned like stuff skill-wise like with cooking. I've learned things hacks, cleaning hacks. They also, TikTok also makes me buy stuff though. Which I'm not fond of.
0: The point I was making is that we have different counters of people who've had experience in Appalachian. People saying they were told by their grandparents, don't go out at night. If someone calls your name from the woods, it's not anyone you know. Mm -hmm. Right? Stuff like that. And numerous experiences, numerous people saying the same thing. So. That's the theory I'm sticking to is that. There has to be some kind of access of portals or something to allow that many of concentration of different things there. Whether or not there's Bigfoots, little people, dogmen, Wendigo, skinwalkers. So much different things in a mountain range that's. Even aliens. And aliens.
1: Oh, my <laughs> gosh. They have a lot. Of stuff They have The Brown Mountain Lights, which is like this mysterious like lights.
0: Yeah. Now either Some say paranormal. Some say alien.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: depending how you life. see it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff over there. And I was thinking about maybe doing a part two to this where it's just on encounter stories, like just on. Wasn't
0: it what we're talking about?
1: Yes. Actually, no. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do, we haven't decided this, but of course we're kind of like brainstorming for October because that's the best month of the year. Um, but one of the things we were talking about doing is, Taking all of our – well, not all of ours, but picking, like, subjects on episodes that we've covered throughout the year. And specifically doing bonus episodes with people that either specialize in that specific subject or, um, you know, uh, are interested in that. Um like, we were even talking about maybe reaching out to Charlie and Tyler on the Believe in the Bizarre podcast to do like an Aliens episode, bonus episode where you talk about aliens. Or, um, Yami from Cryptid Chat with Yami about Cryptid episode. Or, um, we have to go through and actually pick it, but I kind of want to get in contact with the girl that first made that TikTok video that it blew up and now she has a podcast mm-hmm. about her encounter stories because she knows a lot about like humanoid creatures and like the Wendigo and all that stuff. So I think it would be interesting to talk to her.
0: Oh. She's from Appalachia. Uh, fun fact. Um, I guess I am gonna talk about this maybe in a, in a, in a Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. more, but I found out, speaking of native stuff, what my great-grandfather's was a native tribe that he was part of. Hmm. The Chatao. Interesting. The native tribe. That's my great grandfather. He was Chatao. Interesting. On my mom's side. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. If any fellow chatau if I'm saying that right, <laughs>
1: Making sound Mexican.
0: Well, that's not with a Mexican license. I don't know. Uh, is there is any fellow Chatao uh, native Spanish, I should say? Yeah. Out there, uh, hey, feel free to contact me because I'd like to know about more about this. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause I didn't, I didn't. Well, I didn't. I, I found out that I wasn't a hundred percent Mexican, and after I have to talk to my mom. She said, "No, you're about 90. Like, what do you mean? It's like my grandfather was native, like Native American native. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah," and she didn't know what the name of the, the tribe was, so she asked my grandmother, who was her father, and she said he it was uh Chatao. Wow. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Interesting, fun fact yeah. about Isaac. Uh,
0: but all Mexicans are essentially half indigenous, half Spaniard. Yeah. So, but I guess I have more. I have native indigenous besides just Mexico indigenous
1: in me. Yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah. By listening to the sound of my voice, you're what? Yeah, you, know, you hear me, and you don't think you know Mexican guy. You only hear what you want to hear. This is what you think. But no, yeah. I I I grew up here, so this is why I sound the way I do. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, so what's uh, on the for next week? Do you know or do you want?
1: The afterlife.
0: Ah. And in a sense of what we mean by that is the theories, and I say what happens after we die, mm-hmm. but different religions, different religions point of view of what they believe the afterlife is, mm-hmm. what we encountered because we know there is an afterlife because we deal with spirits on a daily basis mm-hmm. and what uh, many other new age theories i've heard come out mm-hmm. and, now, and can... somewhere not our new age some have actually been around a while yeah that people are more discovering now yeah but uh and then i guess you're going to what our own belief mm-hmm. is on what we believe yeah. happens to us after we die and
1: i can even tell you two point of views that i not two point of views but two i had two experiences where i was like close to death that I can kind of talk about, like, what happened, like, to make me think that. Make me think of as, like, right there.
0: Yeah. So essentially, next week is going to be all about the afterlife. And some people don't believe there is, which, if you're into the paranormal, that's kind of an oxymoron statement. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So next week's all about the paranormal. Oh, next, uh, all about the paranormal. <laughs> all about the afterlife. Um, and, and different ideas of it. Um, as always, guys, you can check out our social medias, which is our Instagram at Hidden in the Shadows Podcast, uh, our Twitter at Hidden in the Shaw 6, uh, our TikTok, Hidden in the Podcast 2, um, or just go to our website, the Hidden in the Shadows Podcast.com, where it has links to all our social media, um, also uh, links to our store where you can buy our merch, yep. where you've got a couple of shirts, uh, stickers.
1: Not stickers yet. They're coming. <laughs> They're right. coming, I know. Yeah.
0: You got a whole bunch of these for different stickers. But yeah, you we know, get some of our shirts. Um, good material. I was yes. actually surprised. Yes. You know, usually when you good. buy from Outsource Group, you're thinking like that. But uh, if you remember the quality of Hot Topic t-shirts. Yeah. That's what I best way to describe it as. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go pick up a couple of those if you want. You actually get two mm-hmm. different designs. But, um, and so yeah, we look forward to next week. Um, and as always, we'll catch your widows in the next
1: one. Yes.